on Feeling in the Morning. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading today's podcast. We're going to do a TV commercial shoot today, mm-hmm. so our producer's saying hurry up and get out. Okay, so, alright. Here's the podcast. There you go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. What you can say in the bedroom and another scenario. It's not dirty, it's just you go here, that's really funny. Uh, and today it is at the polling booth after a big election weekend. 131060. Get involved. Caitlin in Burpengary, what can you say in the bedroom and at an election? Sorry, what's your name again? Ah, oh, uh, yes. It's rude if you have to ask more than once, isn't it? Awkward. <laughs> Awkward, yes. <laughs> Better to know if you need to ever let health authorities. If I forget, I often say, like, I'm so sorry, how do you spell that? And they're like, it's Sarah. And you're like, yeah, but do you have it with Sarah. A out an A? How do you spell that? T-I-M. <laughs> <laughs> no silent K. I didn't know if it was Timmy. <laughs> hey, Joseph, what can you say in the bedroom and at, at a polling booth? Oh, she just quite doesn't do it for me anymore. Mm. No, yeah. Yeah, poor Deb. Didn't do it for Queensland. (laughs) Uh, Good on you, Joseph. Karen and Kedron, what can you say in the bedroom and at a polling booth? Where can I put it? Uh, It's it's polite. Yeah. You don't want to put it in the wrong place, do you? You just put it in in this little slot. Yeah, but which one? Do you know what I mean? If they're next to each other, then you're like, oh, you don't want to get the wrong one. That's true. Which one of these is Anastasia's box? <laughs> well, we always know your preference, Manny. Yeah. No, I could change any given day. Well, you can't now. It's too late. <laughs> Kiara in Indra Philly, what can you say in the bedroom and at the bowling booth? Is that all? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sometimes you think there's going to be more, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Get back in the car. Feel disgusted at yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what you actually did. Danny and Strathpine, what can you say in the bedroom and at a polling booth? Nice sausage. Yes. Yes. There was a lot of photos of sausages. Did you not Mm -hmm. see them? No sausage near the one that I kept driving past um, in Oxley. Why'd you wind down the windows and smell even though you voted? You still wanted to sniff? Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to go and get a sausage. Do you have to have proof that you voted to get a sausage? Well, you need to be going in, but you could have just pretended, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, right. Hashtag democracy sausage. Mm -hmm. You see that everyone was... Yep. Uh, Ray and Ningi, what can you say in the bedroom and when you vote? I've got some lead in my pencil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did this, I did this at you... home weeks ago. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if you... I, don't know. I mean, yeah. they're not even lead pencils anymore, are they? I don't... I've never been. I'm not, I mean, right. like, each their own, Ray. I don't know your preference, but I I wouldn't imagine that one would fly too, too easily in a, in a bedroom. Well, it's mm-hmm. up to them. Yeah. Uh, can <laughs> you... <laughs> Knock Ray's <Thank> niches. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. A shout out to Katie. She's a nurse here in Brisbane and I ruined her story. She was telling an epic story at the hairdressers and I was in the other uh, the other seat and I was like, wait, what? No, I've heard that. And she was like, no, you haven't. It happened to a friend. I was like, no, no, I've definitely heard it. Who's the friend? She goes, well, it happened to a friend of a friend. I'm like, no. Nah, there you go. Up. It's a folklore. Mm-hmm. I ruined it for her. She still says it was a good story, though. Hey, and I was like, yeah, you're right. So we want to see if we can ruin any others. Maybe you could submit them as well. Things that you've heard and you're like, my grandmother used to tell me this. Mm. I, she, she wouldn't lie to me. And then you realise, no, everyone's grandma told them. Yeah. This is more about getting the truth out there. Mm. Let's say that. We're not ruining the story. You never know what might actually happen is if no one can finish this story, 
then what seems so unbelievable is true, and we never, ever question it ever again. We still haven't had one with that happen, have we? I don't believe so. No. Until this morning. Uh-huh. Because I like cemeteries. Yes. I like walking through them. Sometimes I have to hold my breath, but I think it's nice to honour them. Why they stink? No, if you walk past, you don't want to let everyone in. Um, But no, I like reading all their names as well. Mm. Like just beautiful names and stories Mm. and the nice things that people have written about them. Mm -hmm. I always sometimes think when a couple's been buried side by side, like whether they would like that in the end. Mm. Often they're prepaid. So one person pays for it, but you think that they wouldn't. Well, you know how some couples, they're like, early on they go, yeah, we'll get the two of them. And then maybe if things weren't so great at the end when they passed away, and they're like, oh, God, here you are, you're back. The vows said your death do us part. (laughs) Move over. But see if you can finish this one, because this is a local one from Goodness Cemetery. Okay, all right. So 131060, if you've heard this. Mm -hmm. A man was paying his respects at the Goodness Cemetery, and once he had finished his visit, he got into the car. What happened next? Mm. Thirteen ten sixty. If you think you've heard Have this you one before, heard a story about Goodness Cemetery. Right. That's all you've given us. Just paid his respects, jumped in the car. Yeah. Well. He, he, yeah. Yep. Am I allowed to do one more? Yeah, I'm going to do one more. So he turned on the car, but he couldn't get it moving. So the car wasn't turning up. So after he paid his respects Mm -hmm. at the Goodness Cemetery, Mm -hmm. um, he got back in his car, but the car just wouldn't turn on. Mm. What happened? Next. Rightio. If you finish it off, it's obviously a folklore. Um, if you don't, we believe it. 100% true. Mm. We never question it again, and also we never go to Goodness Cemetery. Mm. If you're the guy from Goodna, mm. feel free to call through as well. If, oh, you're, yeah. if you're that particular well, person. Well, if you work at Goodness Cemetery, mm. you might know about Fascinating people that work there. Mm. Uh, all cemeteries. I thought you were being very specific. <laughs> <laughs> no. They've just got this one. acceptance of the circle of life. Mm. We might be in trouble here. No one's ringing. Not in trouble. All right. I will tell you the true yeah. story next. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Yeah, it must be a true story because no one's called up. So I'll tell you the true story. So rumour has it, mm. but now true, <laughs> that a man was paying his respects at the Goodness Cemetery and once he'd finished his visit, he got back in the car, the car wouldn't start up right, mm. and he gave up after hours, obviously had no phone reception given when your car breaks down, <laughs> um, so he decided to spend the night there and he didn't get much sleep because he heard noises outside the car. I mean, you're at a cemetery. Uh, but when the sun rose up, suddenly his car turned on and he was able to drive home, and when he got home, he looked at his car and there was like deep scratches all over the doors and bonnet. Oh. Now, there's more to this story because some people are saying at Goodness Cemetery. I don't know if you've heard this, but they're saying it's the most haunted one. Right. Which is weird considering it's a cemetery, but they're saying that um, people say, try and put powder on the side of their car and drive through it or oh. flower and they said there's fingerprints after. Let's and do that. there is an old part of the cemetery which used to be an asylum and it used to have right. like the soldiers that had gone crazy after the world wars uh-huh. or for for um for patients and i sent you guys this message right mm-hmm. and there's a story about this retired carpenter and he says he's retired now but he says that he was an apprentice carpenter back in the day and he used to have to make the small wooden boxes that he says were homes of the remains of the patients that were exhumed from the hospital cemetery right. in the late 1940s so, so we're, all we're these thinking... bodies are missing we're thinking that these are the souls of the soldiers scratching up the car. Mm. Uh, well, that's a 
bloody crazy story. And it's true. And it's I mean, it's in the paper. True. It's in the paper, Max. This is the thing. <laughs> what we usually do is if no one calls, we go, well, that's a true story. We never question it again. But we have got Jack Sim on the line. Now, Jack Sim runs Brisbane Ghost Tours. We've talked to you about crazy ghost stories in cemeteries before. You know about yes. this one? <laughs> yes, I do. I have heard this story before. But I've unfortunately also heard the same story of a car breaking down, a person staying the night in it, um, and then the next day finding scratches all over their car and the car will start. I've heard that about lots of different cemeteries right across Australia. But that was just someone keying the car in a shopping centre. That was different. What about any truth, Jack, to the small boxes that are buried at Goodness Cemetery with no names on them and they're they're saying that those could be... The, the missing remains of 2,000 patients from the asylum. Oh, look, there is some truth in that. Um, the Goodner Asylum, um, many years ago, in the late 1940s, they had to exhume um, bodies and move them into the Goodner Cemetery. Mm. And uh, the problem is that their, their kind of exact location is now lost where they were all buried. Ah. Mm. Um, my own great Auntie was one of them. Wow. Uh, How does so, that happen? How do they just forget where they're Well, it was 120 people? years that the asylum was there, and they were saying that over that time there would have been 50,000 people were hospitalised in the asylum mm. between yeah, 1865 and, eight, and 1980s. Yeah, so there's a, there is an urban... Um, the, the story of the car is what we call an urban legend, so it's kind of tre- it's told in lots of different places. Mm. Um, but the story about... Um, Ghosts connected with the asylum is true. Um, local residents say that at night there's a section of the cemetery where now there's a beautiful memorial with the headstones that were moved from the old asylum. Mm. And they say that you can see patients walking around among those gravestones at night. Should we do a stakeout? So, I reckon we should go to Goodner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, would you be too scared to sleep out there overnight? Oh, goodness, I'd never sleep there overnight. Okay. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a you cemetery at night time. You wouldn't. Oh, no. You wouldn't catch me there all night. My okay. goodness, it is very creepy. Right. I thought we were all doing a bit of a bonding no, thing. No, there's no I'll ch- do it. I, I wouldn't go to so a cemetery So you're saying you believe all this then? Yeah. You were the one mocking it, but now you're saying it's no, I true. No, I never mocked it once. When did I mock what, it? But would you sit in your car, though, or would you be scared of the scratches? Because it's not your car. car. <laughs> oh, I don't want to pay my excess. <laughs> That's my issue. No, it's just cemeteries, yeah. they're just creepy. Even during the day, they're just sad, you know? They're okay. sad places. You guys, I'm not going to stop you from having your How's this, though? So, so that was now. his first job, was to make all these little boxes that had to put the remains mm. of exhumed patients. That is unbelievable. What a bad first job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you might have liked it. <laughs> yeah, he probably enjoyed yeah. it. Straight out of year 12, did yeah. woodshop. Making little boxes. There he goes. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. So, <laughs> we have here in the B105 office, we've got, uh, it's like a communal bathroom. So, no toilets, just the showers, mm, which I always thought was weird when we came into this building that two colleagues can be showering right beside each other. But they're not, they're not open showers. <laughs> oh, they're not? Play. Oh, I've been, I've been no, doing it I wrong. Mean, 
Yeah, the, no, the bathrooms yeah. are separate, but they've yeah. got all the lockers and they've got like a setup for your, your makeup and mm. they've got the straighteners and your hair dryers and stuff yeah. like that. And then the two showers. Yeah. But I, I see, I used to shower at the old building if mm. I rode my bike in. Mm. Now I don't ride because I'm lazy. But what also. How often did you ride your bike in? For oh, like a week? No, I was doing it heaps back then. I did. I did it like stacks because I got a, I got a new road bike. And then I got over it. I don't it. remember you riding your bike at all. Well, I do remember. I'll show, yeah. you, I'll show you my Strava yeah, if you want Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but now I can't, I, not that I would, but I can't bring myself to shower there because oh, no? it's too close proximity. Oh, I don't mind it. But I do blow dry my hair every morning. You can't bring yourself to shower, but blow drying's okay. Nah, because I've got pants on. But where it's gotten uncomfortable is at the time that I, I come in first thing, make a coffee... Then I go blow dry my hair and do my hair for the morning. And Jack, who works over on the man station here, Triple M, he showers at that time and he's just getting dressed as I'm doing that. Mm. And because he's on the man station and he loves football. You've got to write down notes of what you can talk about. Yeah. So this is just to get you so you can fully understand. This is what what happens is he walks out and... um, I'm like, I'm going, oh, morning, Jack. <laughs> He's like, hey, mate. And so this first started, we first started getting in a routine together when the AFL Grand Final was on. He goes for Richmond. So this was like, this is... And you know nothing about AFL. <laughs> weekend after, after Grand Final. Oh, I bet you had a bloody big weekend, <laughs> didn't you? Uh, Footy team one? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm still hungover. I go, oh, yeah. He's like, what did you do on the weekend? Just stuff with the kids, you know. <laughs> no wonder I go in there to do my makeup and finally he goes, oh, finally we can have a real conversation. And I was like, do you like Tom Lynch? Seriously, I know you used to play football with him, but sometimes he just irritates me and then we have but a real conversation. Should I stop doing it? Because the, f- the first time I walked in there and I realised Jack was in there, I was like, oh, I walked in and I thought, I don't know if I can blow dry my hair in front of him because... Everyone knows I use a, a, a blow dryer. It's mm. quite apparent from all the photos. Mm-hmm. But it's doing it in front of another man just felt really wrong. I think you need to be more comfortable with this sexuality. Be more comfortable if you like. It's I've known two s- people in my life that are guys that have blow dried their hair, mm-hmm. and they both had that position <laughs> that you have. So Labby used it's, to blow dry his yeah, hair every morning. Yeah. 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 And it's use not a straightener. Sexuality yeah. thing. It's just a. No, it, I mean, like your manhood. Just, be comfortable with your manhood. Yeah. Real men are allowed to blow dry their hair. Yeah. I mean, I always have a debate with my husband that I'm not the manliest on this show. And he's like, yeah, you are. I'm like, no, they do man stuff. Mm. Like, Check out my sweet new man bag. I'm <laughs> the studio to show everyone. <laughs> Looks like a fanny pack. Don't you dare. But I do like it. Mm. Let's put all your bobs, bits and bobs in it. <laughs> yep. Now, we've got guys on the line. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Don. I'm going to test this out, all right? <laughs> this, I need to know if I should stop blow-drying my hair in front of in mm. front of Jack, mm. all right? So tell me, Nathan, what'd you get up to on the weekend, buddy? Uh, I had a Halloween party on the weekend, mate. Halloween, did you get on it? I did get on it. I'm, I'm still recovering. Oh, yeah, you sound a bit hungover. <laughs> I definitely am. Nah, see, I think this is okay. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're okay with that, He's aren't you, Nathan? Gone. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, what about if I? Question. The thing is, what about if they could see you? Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> Nathan, do you ever blow dry your hair though? I'm as bald as a badger, mate. So. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, bud. Oh, so I'm running oh, in. Running <laughs> yeah, you can't <laughs> do it in front of Nathan. Yeah. Blowing your locks. And, yeah, no, <laughs> come here, let me blow, no, blow your head. All right, we got we got Dane from <laughs> Logan. 
Hey, Dane. All right, Dano. Uh, Maddie's going to blow dry his hair and have a quick chat to you, see how he feels about it. Here we go. Okay. Okay. How's the missus going, Dane? Mate, you're good. Good. Been in trouble lately? She letting you off the... Oh, yeah. Most weekends, bud. Most weekends. Oh, yeah? Where'd you, get... Where'd you go? Mate, just watched the All Blacks at the pub. Oh, yeah, that was a sad game, wasn't it? I watched that too. They bloody... We got smashed. Oh, it just depends who you're going for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I'm good. <laughs> were you okay? Were you comfortable, Dane? You weren't being. You didn't feel. Mate, she's all good, buddy. You can conversate any time you like. Yeah, Dane, is that the first time you've had a conversation with a guy while he's blow drying his hair? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Do you first a, time for everything. Do you ever blow dry your, yours, Dane? Absolutely not. Yeah, nah. Yeah. nah. Well, you know what, Dane? I'm glad that I could be your first. <laughs> oh, isn't that good? Yeah, good on you, mate. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, too. Yeah. I can see Jack's just keen to get dressed and you, get out of it. And you specifically talk manly stuff. Yeah, well, I've got a hairdryer in my hand. <laughs> yeah. I can't be like, what do you think of my new sa- salmon linen shirt? Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. <laughs> Hey, Melbourne Cup Day, uh, the race that stops the nation, a very different one, of course, too, being, uh, you know, COVID safe and whatever. You can watch the Melbourne Cup, though, uh, on Channel 10. Rob Mills is one of the hosts. Good morning, mate. Morning, guys. How are you? I'm impressed with everyone in Melbourne because if I'm not going out, I can't be staff dressing up. But, like, so many celebrities have been posting for Melbourne Cup in all dressed up and it's like the garden. They're just in the garden. That's right, but mine's doing a little thing called um, Fashions on Your Front Lawn this year. Yes. And it goes for, from all around the country. You can enter and win a bunch of prizes. But yeah, it is like we have been trapped inside our house for the better part of the year. Um, any chance to get out of our loungewear and into something a bit snappy, um, why not? It's great timing too with the lockdown being ended. It's a great way to celebrate it for Melbourne because it's such an iconic race for the city. With, you know, with three of your closest friends from one household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. If Victoria is still um, very much in a state of with very little cases that we had over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, everyone in Melbourne's done an excellent job. The big question is, though, uh, Rob Mills, what was the first thing you bought from Kmart when it finally (laughs) opened? (laughs) The 24-hour Kmart? I haven't um, purchased that many things, actually. I haven't actually been to the shops yet, so... I've been buying. I've bought enough online, guys. Let's be honest. We all have bought enough online. Do I need to buy anything else? No, did you Did you buy an engagement ring online? What is this? Okay, so I find this a strange story, out, and you you know that the the man would normally propose to a woman, and the ring would go on her left finger, mm-hmm. left yeah. ring finger. I'm wearing a ring on my right hand, <laughs> which I've worn for the last ten or so years, and someone's like, "Oh, is this engagement?" So I am like. No? It um, is a funny video because you're playing you're playing the piano, and I was just saying to the boys before that it is you're on your right hand. It's your your hand as well, yeah. but they've led yeah. with the story that everyone's like, "Is this a new thing?" Mm. So not only are they saying you are engaged, but you have started the new trend where if you get engaged, guys will wear a ring on his right hand. Right, it's pretty weird. Also, I'm singing um, a parody of one of the saddest songs to come out of 2020. Exile by Taylor Swift about a relationship that's broken down, but <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> I'm doing a little, um, yeah, I did a little Corona cover. Is it true that you direct messaged your girlfriend after watching her on TV, telling her she was cute, and then that's how you started dating, you creep? 
Did you have to add the, the last bit? <laughs> <laughs> he was going to say right. yes. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. 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 that. It was all. It, it was all true until until the creep bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, asked, I asked her out. Um, I knew that she'd recently moved to Melbourne. So we have mutual friends. Yeah. And we'd not we'd not yet met. I suggested that I would be a good tour guide for her in Melbourne while she's just moved here. Smooth. Maybe I could take her out for a coffee and show her around. Smooth. See, is, and yes, that is how we met. I saw her on television and I saw her on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look, I, I, I mean, good on you. It's a risky move, though, isn't it? Because it's, it can either go really, really well or be, you know, not, as, not received as well. Well, it took three months before we actually ended up meeting up. It's, it is cute when it goes well, but I do like when um, some ladies will repost the DMs that they've got from celebrities. Oh, my God. That, that is been... so, like, that. Have you been Have you been hit up? Oh, has anyone no, saw I... you on the Today Show? <laughs> no, I, do. I just get abuse and send me photos of your feet. Mine aren't that cool. Uh, but, no, but I do like it. I think yeah, I see so if you could stop sending them, Rob, that would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting someone asking me for feet photos as well. I'm like, what? why? Do you? Sorry about that. Do you ever get bananas and feet? Oh, smush. <laughs> no. Oh, smush really? videos, yeah. Oh, what are they <laughs> Explain the banana thing. What are they asking they you ask to do? They ask you to, um, like, peel a banana or stomp Step on, on a banana. Or... or, like, sm- like smash up the banana with your toes. Well, yeah. this one was, is there a possible for you to peel a banana with your toes and then hold it with you? Wow. What do wow. you get, Rob? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't get too much. In, no. in fact, I've I've spent most of um, the later part of this year deleting Instagram. Oh, like yeah. I'll I'll post something and then I'll just delete it. Right. So then I'll and then I'll look at it like a couple of times a week because I found that it was not actually very good for my mental health. I found like it was, especially being in Melbourne, the, mm. the amount of FOMO it was compounded. I think by the fact that we weren't allowed out at all. Uh, I, I know you don't like you don't like anyone bringing it up, but we work in radio, so we're going to do it anyway. Um, Paris Hilton, way He's back still in the obsessed. day. Well, no, I just wanted to ask, because recently she came out um, and she said that, you know, she's been putting on an act and she's been doing a voice her entire life, you know. And I actually really enjoyed some of the stuff I've seen about her coming out with her true story. Did you feel like she was she was not really her, the same person she was on camera as she was behind the scenes? I don't actually remember, because it was 2003 when I met her. So. All right. <laughs> That's the... Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you guys were friends for a little while. I was just wondering whether you, if you've seen, have you... Have, two weeks. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about the person that you met in 2003 that you that you had a two-week fling with? Yeah, he has, actually. Yeah, it was his... Um, he, has, he has brought it up quite a bit. Ask he went to the want. movies with her, and he couldn't even remember yeah. if he kissed her. We got her on air. Do you, you, so you <laughs> know, she now works at the ABC. Yeah, she yeah, does. She does. Yeah. Do you, so you don't like talking about her at all, even if it's not to do with what? the relationship? I just don't see what the, what the point is. I have no interest in her at all. No, that's all right. I was just, I was just asking. I, I, I found it interesting that she came out and said that she was, you know, putting on a voice the entire time. I just wondered whether you'd be able to, whether you had any insight on that. No insight, mate. Sorry, can't help you. I've not really followed her career. <laughs> I think it would be interesting though. Go and have a watch of that, um, the the documentary she's put out because she's saying that she was perceived wrong in the in the media along the way. Uh, all I right. I don't think, I don't think I'll, be, I'll probably give it a miss. Okay. Yeah, you can if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, mate, great to talk to you. Uh, the Melbourne Cup. Uh, make sure you get on. Check it out on Channel 10. Rob Mills is the, on there. Good to talk to you, mate. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. Tune in. Uh, it's the race of Substination. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, we play tomorrow for 10 grand. Your answers are, guys. M and B for... Their letters. Oh, music and bouquet. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Gun sales are surging ahead of the election. Americans have been anxious about civil unrest and worry that it might continue regardless of who wins the presidential election. With the election about to happen over in the States, we're hearing reports that people are buying guns. Mm -hmm. That's how they prepare for an election. And it's mind-boggling to us, but we just want to know what the sentiment is over there. So we're chatting with Michael Cargrill. He's the owner of Central Texas Gunworks. Well, good morning, Brisbane, Australia. How are you doing this morning? Uh, Abby and Matt. (laughs) We're great. (laughs) Now, what's the go? Why is it that so many Americans are buying guns ahead of this U.S. election? There's two different reasons. One, you know, because we have riots, we have protests, things like that are going on. People concerned about their personal protection. They're concerned about uh, the pandemic and the country being shut down again. And they're afraid that maybe people are going to break into their house and steal what they have. And then also you have the the president, you know, President Trump. People are concerned that people that are supporting the president, um, if he was to win his election or lose his election, probably lose his election, that those people would be upset. And, you know, we just went through an incident of them trying to kidnap a governor in Michigan. Mm. Uh, so they're afraid that, you know, the people that are that extreme, it could, you know, spark some type of violence. Because it's always strange for us, Michael, because you know that our gun laws are very different. Um, we, we don't we don't have them here. So to hear that people are protecting themselves with guns is so is so strange to us. But do you sleep with a gun next to you? Oh, absolutely. I carry a gun. I carry two guns. So uh, throughout my day, you know, when I'm going about my business, doing what I need to do, going to the grocery store, going to the bank, I carry a 45 and a 38 special. Right. Is there ever anyone who comes in to your store and? You've denied them a gun, like you've seen that they've either been mentally unwell or you can you can tell that they're going to murder someone, or is there questions you ask before you sell them a, a pistol? Absolutely. There's a process you go through. So you walk into the gun store, and a person has to fill out a form. Uh, we call this a 4473. We're going to do an FBI, Federal Bureau Investigation, background check on that person to make sure they're not a prohibited person, to make sure uh, they're not a convicted felon, they have not been con- convicted of domestic violence, and that they have not been admitted to a facility against their will. You know, they pass the background check, and boom, out they go with the gun. Who would you say is the uh, majority of your customers at the moment? Is it um, white males, African Americans, females, Democrats? Yeah, it, it's actually a mixture. And lately, though, it's being more people uh, that are Democratic, part of the Democratic Party, that are actually walking to the gun store to buy guns. They're taking classes and to be able to protect themselves and also protect their family. Last time there was a case when Trump got elected that people were saying not enough. Not enough people voted, and there is a big push to get everyone to vote. Are you finding that that's the case now, that everyone wants to have their say? Oh, absolutely. I think there are people that have never, ever voted in their life are going to vote in this election here. Uh, you're going to have people that are coming out, but people... Uh, you, know, you got to remember, there are other candidates that are on the ballot. You know, we do have a libertarian candidate. We do have an independent candidate who happen to be women mm. that actually are running for office. So there are other choices out there. So we shouldn't assume that people that are not voting for Trump are actually going to vote for Biden. That may not be the case. What about Kanye West? 
<laughs> That's also a possibility. <laughs> now, uh, politics in America seems to be worldwide entertainment, and you know you only get a lot of the time you, what you read and what you see is only the opinion of the person reporting. Now, as an African American gun owning gay man. Can I ask who you will be voting for at this election? Oh man, that's a secret. So when I walk into the <laughs> into that uh, booth there and I close mm. that curtain, I'm going to push you know my selection. I'm not going to tell anyone who I'm voting for, okay. but I will tell you I'm going to vote my conscience. I'm going to vote my pocketbook. I'm going to vote for my family. I'm going to vote for my country. I'm going to vote for my state, the state of Texas, the Lone Star State, mm. and the way that I think that we should move forward with this country and this state. You know, you're not scared. Just say, and I'm not saying that you are going to. But if you were to say oh, I'm pro-Trump, are you worried about the ridicule that you might? get from people around you oh no no because i am a conservative so i you know there's no secret about that you know i i do vote republican i do support the republican party and by the way i happen to be black and gay yeah yeah. (laughs) people know that and yeah and people are coming to me they're they're learning Mm. And you're not worried about any ridicule because you've got a 38 and a 44. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Michael, more, you... guns equal, more guns equals less crime. <laughs> yeah. When you say you take your gun to the grocery store, have you ever had to use it to defend yourself? <laughs> well, uh, me personally, no, but I've had family members. I've had my parents. My parents actually had to shoot and kill someone once. Mm. Uh, we actually had three people try to do a home invasion on my parents' house. My parents retired. Uh, they live in a two-story house. These people actually, around 3 o'clock in the morning, climbed in on the second floor of my parents' house. And, and my parents woke up, saw them, stopped them, shot them, and was able to stop them from killing them. One of the people that were actually trying to crawl into the home had a cell phone. On this cell phone, they were texting each other back and forth. The person that went into the house was supposed to go in and kill my parents and had the other two guys in downstairs. So wow. my parents did not have a gun and did not pull it out and shoot them and stop them. My parents would be dead today. Wow. And did it take taking someone's life? I mean, even though they were planning on taking your parents, as it turned out, was that something hard for them to overcome? No, it was not because they had to, you know, really get to that realization that they would not have been here today if they did not, did not have this the tools, they did not have the skills to protect themselves. They would be dead because that was the goal of the people that broke into the house. And were those people, did they have guns when they'd entered? I mean, I know they said that they had on their text messages that they were going to. I guess they were armed as well. Yes, they were armed when they came into the house on the second floor of my parents' house with a master bathroom window at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Nothing's going to give your life back if they take it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, true. Well, uh, it's been very interesting to speak with you. What, what day is the election? Will they announce the next president? It's gonna, Well, the election's going to be on Tuesday, November the 3rd. We don't know if the announcement's going to be made that night, but that's when the election's going to be, and the, the last ballot will be cast, you know, when the polls close that night. So we're looking forward to finding out who's going to be the next president of the free world. We'll, um, we'll check in with you after those results and see what the, the vibe is, I guess, there. Absolutely. And just remember this. You remember anything else? More guns equals less crime. So you go out there and you buy yourself a gun. <laughs> nice work, Michael. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, mate. Uh, it's a very... Whew. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting stance on, on it. Go and buy more guns. It's what, they, it's what you've grown up with, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, I'll ask a weird question here. Um, and we're, we're meaning this... We're not making fun of it. I've always wondered, what would it feel like if you've been shot? Mm. Like, do, do you feel pain instantly if a bullet... Or is it the adrenaline goes through and you just don't even notice? Because yeah. you've only ever, se- I've only ever seen it, obviously, in the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not the case. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Gun sales are surging ahead of the election. Americans have been anxious about civil unrest and worry that it might continue regardless of who wins the presidential election. Yeah, we just spoke to a, a guy called Michael who owns a gun shot in Texas mm. and he's saying that sales are through the roof like you just heard then as a response to the election. We did ask, we were sort of, I, I didn't expect him to say anything. I was like, have you ever had to use it? He said, no, but his parents had to shoot dead people that were coming into their house. Mm. Well, I think at that point we were all like, whoa. whoa. And then he said it as if it was nothing. Mm. Um, we've asked this morning, and we're not making fun of this by any means, what is the experience of being shot? We obviously don't have guns to the same amount. If we did this, if we were on air in America, I'm sure we'd have a full board of calls. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I'm glad we don't. I'm yeah. glad we don't too. Anonymous, you've been shot in the shoulder. Yes, correct. What I ha- have. What happened? Um, we're just out west on a farm um, shooting, like, bottles and grass stuff. And I had a three oh eight, and our friend who was, like, new to, like, kind of shooting guns had a twenty two, mm-hmm. And we walked out to put more stuff up there um, to shoot, and then old mate just pulled the trigger and, boom, hit me in the shoulder. Uh, and explain to us what it feels like when that happens. Okay, that I just got asked that by the, your colleagues, and I've figured out how to explain it. So if you got star, or one of you guys to flick yourselves in the shoulder, that's what it feels like. But then you feel like something dripping down your arm, mm. and it's blood. Right. That, that, honestly, that's where I got shot. That's what it felt like. But, so wh- um, when did the I, pain kick in? The, the pain didn't kick in. That's the thing. Like, it hit me, and then I was like, oh, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then I looked and there's blood dripping down like the right of my arm and I was like, oh, okay, I've just been shot. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so then, um, did it go yeah. right through? Did it go in and out the other side or was it stuck no, in? No, it stuck in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a 22. It's a small bullet. Like yeah. if you had the 308, my arm probably would have been blown off. I don't know about one any arm. Um, So what was the surgery like then, the recovery? There was It was no surgery. I just went out to um, uh, where I actually got rushed. I just remember, yeah, because the PA was too busy. So I actually went to the QE2 in Maricavat. Yeah. And because um, I didn't get an ambulance or nothing because we were out far and it didn't really hurt. Mm. And um, all they do is, yeah, they just um, uh, numb it. Pull out the bullet and two stitches. Yeah, right. <laughs> is it a twenty-two? Is a small caliber rifle, though. It's not. Oh, you're right. correct. So, yes. Yeah. Our life they is have very Twenty-two handguns as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then did the police have to get involved? No, because we're out on a farm. So. Right. And I guess if people have licenses for them, mm. it's not like they're using Still. illegal ones. It is lucky because it is mainly um, with um, shotgun inju- uh, bullet injuries. It's the exit wound that causes the most damage. Why wow. is that? Oh, because it explodes out the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The going in is... Okay. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, um, you're on with this. Thank you for, for your honesty. What You were accidentally shot too? Yeah, I was shot by my older brother. <laughs> what, what happened? We were pig shooting out west, mm-hmm. and um, I went to go tackle a pig because our dog's got it, and he shot it at the same time, and it went straight through my left leg. Wow. So it did go through the other side? Yes, it came out the other side. And how was that? Very painful because it took out part of the bone as well. Hey, oh, okay. my, I can't think I can handle this. <laughs> so, in that instance, too, like, what's uh, the first thing that you came out of your mouth besides the swear word? Please don't say did, this, Eddie. Did you turn around and go, "What are you doing?" Like, I turned around and told him to give me the gun, and I was showing him what it felt like. <laughs> you didn't shoot him back, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, all right, you just joked and said you were going. Yeah. I ran up the paddock and tried to chase him. Is um, any... then, yeah. then the old man found us and he's like, are you all right? I went, uh, Sean just shot me in the leg. <laughs> wow. So you needed surgery, right, Eddie? 
Uh, no, I just needed oh, to have okay. a, one stitch put in and a bone graft. What yeah. happens after that? Because you guys have obviously got uh, licenses for them uh, in yes. the country. Do you then have your license reviewed? Um, no, not really. They just they came out and had, thought they spoke to us and told yeah. us about the dangers of it, and I shouldn't have been like in front of the rifle. Mm. Um, they did make my older brother do another course. Yeah, right. A, a shooting course. Mm-hmm. Rightly uh, so. Hey, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, it is. But no, it was just more the fact of my stupidity. It wasn't his fault. Wow. Yeah. And, and you I see, just, I jumped the, off the back of the ute with the dogs and tried to chase the pig down. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's you're the lucky story, Eddie. You know, yeah. like there's if that the, so many bad things could have happened. Um, thank you to everyone who did call. It's incredible. I don't know how Americans walk around with guns like t- taped to them everywhere, but mm. that's their that's their way of life. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. 131060 is our number. Last calls. Talk about anything. Lisa in Shayla Park. What do you want to say? Good morning, team. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> I just wanted to say, first of all, I'm definitely not a first-time listener. You guys have hooked me in. Oh, Last, <laughs> That's all right. Thank you. Last Friday, actually, mm. um, I was listening to you guys in the morning, as I always do, and I heard that Stav, you guys were sort of giving him a bit of stick because he was been at the office since 2am, and it got me thinking how hard that must be for you with your relationships, your family, how you must have to sleep in the afternoon, and I just wanted to see, is that like normal practice? Do all three of you get up super early and oh, get we, into work? We were actually just joking about that, Lisa. We say that he gets oh. in here extra early. I'm so sorry. We should give him all the credit. Oh. No, we're just joking because he gets in here early and then I get in sit four. here and vapes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I get in at four and oh, I well. go through all the news oh. of the world and see what's happened and has overnight. A mm. Oh, um, you guys had me feeling really bad for you. I was oh. going to say, well, I appreciate all the oh. effort. Oh, no, I let's still do, but that. it's actually one thirty, Lisa. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But I think uh, <laughs> the general you. general rule of thumb is we don't sleep in the daytime um, naps and stuff. We, we, yeah. we just go to bed early, so you we all go to bed nap. about eight eight thirty. I think you just yeah. know that you're sleep deprived, but I always mm. think we're so much luckier than what nurses and doctors are. You know when they've got to do yeah. those shift hours and it changes and I think they're the most amazing ones because mm. every week is different. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I just appreciate everyone that has to get up at that time of the morning because I don't want to get up before midday. So. <laughs> oh, bless. Well, thanks enough. for listening, Lisa. You always feel like you're a secret spy when you get up early and no one else. Like, do you ever find that sometimes when mm. there's another car in the room? You're like, what is the car doing? Yeah. I make mental notes on the way because I think if I ever hear someone say, if you were in the area, call yes! Crime Stoppers. So I, I try to remember number plates and person, I saw that person walking with... He's yeah. riding a bike with no helmet and he's got a bum bag. It's probably a drug deal. I'm sure, okay, it was 4.32. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll test you tomorrow morning to make it fun. Okay. So you've got that reason. So I'll test you, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, sorry. Let me phrase that. One day this week, I'll <laughs> Rachel and Alex Hills, what do you want to talk about during last calls? Hey, guys. Just a little voting story for you. Yeah. Took the kids to the pre-pile Friday night. Mm-hmm. Thought nothing of it. Tempted them with pizza. I've got it all done right at six o'clock. Go through our weekend, and then my six-year-old comes at me Saturday night. He must have just been thinking about voting the whole time. And he goes, Mum, who did you actually vote for? And I said, oh, just the one that, you know, that I, that I thought would be best suited for us and our family. He said, but, but was it Staz, Abby, or Matt? 
<laughs> he thought we were running. Yeah. He totally thought that everyone in Queensland was either voting for one of you. Wow. Right? Oh Just out God, of curiosity, so who would you vote for, Rachel? <laughs> no, I asked him that, and do you know what he said? Mm-hmm. He goes, Matt. I went, same, buddy. Oh, you'd vote for yeah, me. She said, no, nah, I would have done a donkey vote if it had to there be compulsory. <laughs> I'd have good policies, Rachel. Don't worry. It'd be a good time. It'd be a good four years. It'd be a fun four years if I was Premier. Would what would be your uh, yep. policies? Uh, I would say 131060, any ideas for policies, guys? <laughs> it'd be the people's policies. That's what it'd be. Okay. Chris and Callum Bale, it's last call's time. What have you got for us? Yeah, g'day, guys. I um, just want to say thanks to Maddie. Um, You're welcome. About a week or two ago, I just want to say a very deep thanks uh, when you put your Christmas tree up early, because now my partner done it, and I'm getting heaps of questions from people on Facebook, statements like, it's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, Chris. I mean, November is when it is, or even the 1st of December. Not before Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> 2020, man, anything goes this year, oh, you know? Yeah. So I, like you, got, you got one vote and then one nay. <laughs> it's not looking good. Uh, hey, Graham, you're on, mate. What do you want to chat about? Hey, man, first time listener. Love you guys. Hey. Oh, first oh. time ever listening. First time listener. So how, yep. have, uh, how have you come about us now? Have you just got in the car? Is someone else I've listening? Just got in the car. I've got the family car today, and the, and the missus must have a tune in the year, guys. So she put it on, and I've been listening to it. So now I'm going to save you in my car. Oh, oh welcome, yes. Graham. Yeah, that's no, good. Awesome. Good on you. You call back with any feedback you want. Any complaints, we're here, okay? Yeah, okay. And no complaints as yet. That's okay, good. great. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. just the as first yet. day, mate. <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> thank you. We... Great road, all right? No corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. There we go. That's the podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt. Get that fun feeling in the morning. B105.